Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Kayla, and you're listening to Thoughtspin. Here we'll talk about this, that, and everything in between. We'll be talking about mental health, murder, paranormal, and anything else that fuels your curiosity fire. Stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the show. So this is my very first episode. I'm so excited because it's right before Christmas, which makes it the perfect time to do a holiday-themed show. Today we'll be talking about navigating family gatherings, and I want to start off by setting the mood. Alright, so let's get into it. I want you to imagine that you're 8 years old. It's Christmas Eve, 2008, and you're at a family gathering. Everyone is laughing. There's Christmas music, the lights are twinkling, and there's a plate of cookies just waiting to be devoured. You hear a knock at the door, and you go answer it, anticipating more love to be entering the house. Boom. You get shot in the face. This is what happened to Katrina as Bruce Pardo entered the house. Who is Bruce Pardo? Bruce was a 45-year-old man living in Covina, a suburb near Los Angeles, California. He was recently divorced a week prior to the incident from his ex-wife, Sylvia Pardo. Okay, so we have motive. He showed up to the party at around 11.30 p.m., dressed as Santa, wielding a gift-wrapped present containing a makeshift flamethrower and four 9mm semi-automatic handguns. Right away, he shot his 8-year-old niece, Katrina, as she opened the door to let him in. Following right after, he unhinged and started opening fire in a room of about 25 people. When he stopped the shooting, he immediately took out his flamethrower and set the house on fire. There were a total of nine dead and three others wounded and 13 children were left orphaned after the massacre. Some of the survivors include a 20-year-old woman who broke her ankle jumping out of the second story window and a 16-year-old who was shot in the back but survived. One person managed to escape and run to a neighbor's house to notify the authorities. It took 80 firefighters to extinguish the flames and the bodies left inside were only able to be identified by dental and medical records. In the midst of the chaos, Pardo fled about 30 miles away, where he later committed suicide, a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Pardo had no criminal record or history of violence, and it was suspected that his motive was due to marital problems. It was said that during the divorce proceedings, Pardo made a remark that his wife was taking him to the cleaners. A month later, he also lost his job for billing false hours in the court, suspended the payments to his ex-wife. While Pardo was required to pay her $10,000 in settlement, he was also pretty salty because she was apparently living with family with no bills and living a lavish life. So how does this apply to the episode? Well, obviously Pardo does not have great problem-solving skills. I think that's pretty apparent. I think also that maybe he could have used some therapy at one point or the other, and while none of us hopefully would resort to this extreme at a family gathering, we all know the rage, annoyance, jealousy, resentment, and everything that comes up during the holidays. On a lighter note, let's sort of shift gears a little bit and talk about the most common stressors we face when entering the holidays. I would say that the three main buckets are time, money, and energy. These can include the annoying small talk, the comparing of material things, relationships, and career success. 
the unsolicited advice from your elders. The whiny kids in your family that quite literally will not shut the fuck up. The pressure of social situations and etiquette. Fucking politics. The not-so-funny jokes that your uncle thinks are hilarious even though he's acting like a 13-year-old boy. The superiority that some family members seem the need to have. There's so many more than that. These aren't even that huge, but they can still make you absolutely rage. So what do we do? We go and eat and wait till it's an appropriate time to leave so that we don't seem rude. Isn't that ironic? I'm sorry, but over the years, I've personally gotten more and more over big family gatherings. I don't know about other families, but mine is chaotic. Side note, I will say I'm pretty decent at boundaries, but I do come off as a little sassy sometimes. Maybe it's time to talk about the things that you can do when it comes to those things. I personally love holidays, like an actual crackhead about these days, but they can be so clouded by all of the unnecessary things. Something I'm now and forever learning is that you really cannot control other people. You can't convince your loved ones to be less cringy, to talk to their wife more respectfully around you. You can't tell your niece or nephew to stop whining and have them just stop. You are truly only in control of yourself, which kind of sucks, not going to lie, because I personally want everyone to do what I want them to do because that would be just way easier. But that's just not how it works. I can control me. So here are some things to remember. Drive fucking separate. I cannot stress this enough. The absolute worst thing you can do is hitch a ride with someone else. You want to be able to show up when you're ready. Leave when you're ready. Not going to lie, at Thanksgiving I had this whole exit plan just in case things got crazy. Remember that no one is entitled to information about you. It is 100% okay to say that's none of your business or that's just something I personally like to keep to myself. Remember that most of the time, and I say that lightly, people have good intentions, even if they're coming off like an asshole, but also people are just sometimes assholes. Whether they have good intentions or they're being actual assholes, your expectations need to be the same. You cannot control what is said to you, but you always can control how you respond. And it really is up to you if you want to be polite or not. The rule always lives. People will continue to treat you in a way that you allow. Stop allowing it. You can leave. You don't owe anyone your time. The feeling of obligation is instilled in us, but in the relationships that are not good for you, you don't, that don't respect your boundaries, you can uninstall the feeling of obligation. You can love them and still be frustrated with them. It doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't mean that you love them less, though you're allowed to do that too. It's okay to prioritize the connections that you genuinely care about more than the ones that you don't. Sit by your favorite cousin every time. Talk to your grandma. Ignore the shit out of your aunt. Sure, I'll say hi, but then keep it moving. To the table with the deviled eggs. Presents. You're not required to purchase any presents for anyone, ever. Gift giving has become such a thing that people can't enjoy it as much because everyone is so worried about spending the same amount of money or being the one that spends the most. Don't be manipulated by the societal system that tells you that they won't know you love them if you don't buy them a gift. 
Listen, I have nieces and nephews, and I don't give them gifts literally ever. I just don't have the money, and that shit adds up. I barely even gift to anyone else other than my boyfriend and daughter because really half the time you spend 20 plus dollars on a stupid gift and it either gets lost, broken, donated, or thrown away. The feeling of joy lasts for about two seconds while they're opening it and then I can guarantee you that they probably do not care about that gift a week later. So don't stress yourself out about it. Save your money for things that matter, which we'll talk about in another episode. The last thing is gratitude. In the midst of all these terrible feelings that a lot of us feel during the holidays, I think a really important thing to try to do is still practice gratitude. Someone cooked. Someone opened their home and hosted everyone. Someone cared enough to put in their time, effort, and money to feed a whole family. Don't forget to thank those who try to make those magical moments. Be grateful for the day off of work. Be grateful that you drove separately and can leave early enough to relax without pressure. There are so many things still to be grateful for, and you get to choose what those things are. What are your values and how are they being honored that day? I personally love the lights, the food, the time with the ones that I love. So even though I get very defensive going into these events, I have the power to do things to make it a little smoother, and I do genuinely look forward to every holiday. I think the best rule of thumb is, If you feel like you want to shoot up the holidays and send the house up in flames, it's okay to take the holiday off. So we've reached the end of the episode. I'm just going to say a few things. Thoughtspin is a podcast meant for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed in this show are more opinionated than factual in nature and should not be relied upon to make any decisions. We are not responsible for your use of this information, but we hope you enjoy the content. Thanks again for listening and have the day you deserve.